Hi, guys, and welcome to the MAD podcast, the first ever episode. Um, MAD standing for Mobile Application Development. Uh, purpose of this is to talk and discuss uh, topics around mobile application development uh, around the world with interesting people and add some value to the community. A little bit about myself. Um, I've basically led the, the mobile team at Geo20 since 2015. Um, and I have many occasions spoken to people that don't know about the latest things or have questions about information and, and about topics that perhaps they should know more about. So what I really want to do is share useful information on this podcast. Um, and I, I think the, the first topic and very sort of uh, fitting, I, I want to talk about Flutter. Uh, I'm hearing loads of people talking about it. And in fact, we've just had the global Flutter day where everyone's got together and discussed Flutter. Um, and what I've got is I've got a very special first guest uh, in Long. Uh, Long has basically been into Flutter or following it since late 2017. He's always talking to me about it. He's a massive advocate for it. And he's actually got brilliant experience with a lot of the big tech giants across the UK. So I thought he'd be a great guest to have on the show. Um, Long, welcome to, to MAD, the podcast. Can you, tell you us all a bit, can you tell us all a bit more about yourself? Uh, yes, so I've been a software engineer for all my career, which is like, I think I started in 2006. So it's 14 years now, uh, too much. <laughs> and uh, lately I've been on and off from management. So I've been also been an engineering manager, but now my official title is, is a software engineer and I'm currently working in Discovery. So yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. And your, your love for Flutter, do you mind me asking where that came from? Yeah, so uh, the thing is that um, I've been uh, a mobile engineer for a long while. Uh, half of my career is around mobile. And uh, uh, like uh, in 2016, uh, there was uh, a bit uh, of momentum around uh, React Native. So I started to use and play around with React Native, but Personal opinion didn't convince me that much. And uh, Google came out with uh, the offering of uh, cross-platform technology. And I, have, I look into it and uh, yeah, it convinced me more. And that's why I, I, I was hooked into it so much. So okay. <laughs> fantastic. Well, we, we know it's uh, a Google offering. Um, and, and look, it, it's, it's there and a lot of people do know what it is. But for those that don't actually know what Flutter is, can you give us a brief description as to, to what exactly Flutter is? Okay, I will try. So <laughs> it's a cross-platform technology made by Google. And uh, when we talk about mobile and cross-platform technology, uh, people always think about iOS and Android, right, uh, rightly. And right now, Flutter officially supports uh, in stable release iOS and, and Android. So in one with one code base, you can make an application for both platforms. Uh, but uh, they also uh, plan to support uh, web and, uh, and desktop applications. Um, the main difference, uh, there are differences between uh, Flutter and, and, uh, and React Native, apart from the companies behind them, so one is Pages and one is, is Google, is also, how, is also the, the programming language. So Flutter is using Dart, which is a programming language that is, is very similar to, to modern ones like Swift, Kotlin, and then TypeScript, and is uh, developed by, by Google. 
And the second main uh, difference is that Flutter is uh, is cross-platform cross at, uh, at the compiler level. So it's cross-platform, not as React Native, that wraps everything uh, around the JavaScript uh, using uh, the underlying platform, but uh, it's cross-platform like Unity. So it has their own rendering engine that is embedded inside your application. Yeah, and the rendering engine is called Skia. So yeah. Okay. And is there any particular IDE you need to to be able to work with Flutter? Is there anything that we can use, or do we have to get something new? Well, uh, no. In the sense that. Uh, uh, I personally use uh, Visual Studio Code, and with the with the, the Flutter plugin and the Dart plugin. But uh, Google also supports Android Studio with uh, with uh, dedicated plugins. Uh, these two IDEs are, are super popular, so we'll say yeah. no. Yeah, I suppose a lot of people in the market have got it. What, one thing that's always concerned me, and and I, this is because I've I've recruited for a lot of people across software engineering is. Um, an example would be PHP, right? A lot of people think in the old days, PHP didn't have the right support or documentation behind it. A, a lot of people get worried about, you know, trying a new tool like, like Flutter, for instance, and getting stuck with a problem that they haven't faced and all of a sudden there's nowhere to go for help. So how well supported or documented is Flutter and how well developed? I mean, is it something that you would be able to find the answers for or is there solutions that are out there? There are tons of documentation. There are tons of uh, free courses uh, in the major uh, platform. Uh, in the sense that, for example, you can find an official course in Udacity and another one in Udemy, uh, sponsored by Google itself. Uh, the documentation tutorial, the official ones, are very up to date and they're very complete. Uh, one of the reasons why I prefer Flutter over other uh, cross-platform technology is that Google treats developers as clients. Uh, as customers, and this is written in their official roadmaps. So, in and so, it is in their best interest to onboard their customers. So, as developers that are using uh, Flutter, so the documentation are always uh, very complete. And yes, yeah, you can find the good start to find it is the official uh, Flutter website, and from there you can find all the resources that you need. Okay, well, I mean, that, that would probably give a lot of people more confidence in, in trying it or taking it on board, which is great. And, and look, there, there's so many cross-platform technologies out there. Obviously, you've got um, Cordova, Xamarin, um, Corona. You've even, obviously, the main one, I think, in the market and actually used by companies or in a commercial sense is, is React Native. What is the major difference? Well, why Flutter? Why not React Native? Okay, so I I don't want to start a religion war in your first <laughs> episode of your uh, of your podcast. Yeah. Uh, what I want to say is that uh, um, uh, all these uh, all these uh, frameworks are, are tools, no? It's like saying that uh, there are different hammers, no? Yeah. So they all have their spaces and they all have their usages, and those and it also depends partially on the problem that you wish to solve and uh, the person that uh, you are and the skill set that you are. That said, me personally, and highlight that me personally, I prefer Flutter over React Native because uh, React Native wraps uh, everything around the underlying uh, um, operating system uh, widgets. No, so it declares like a, a button in JavaScript, and that button button in reality is wrapped around 
an iOS button and uh, an Android button. So, uh, and this has pros and cons. Uh, the pro is that you always have the latest and greatest of the of the of the operating system. However, that also means that you're tied to under uh, to the underlying operating system too much. Okay. In my opinion, uh, Flutter, given that it has its own uh, rendering engine and it uh, renders everything like uh, like a video game, it bypasses at uh, to a certain degree the operating system. So it gives you much more flexibility on what you need to do. Uh, the drawback, of course, uh, there are always pros and cons. And the drawbacks is that uh, it means that. Uh, um, you are dependent uh, much more on what the Flutter framework gives you uh, as a standard widget. So let's say that, to, that tomorrow, no, uh, Android comes up, the Android operating system comes up with uh, a new button out of uh, out of the box. React Native will have it immediately because it relies on the underlying button. Uh, for Flutter, you need to wait for Google to uh, to build it for you. But however. Given that uh, Flutter treats you as a customer, so far uh, Google has been very, very responsive in keeping Flutter up to date mm -hmm. on every level, from a high level to a very low level. So, I've heard this myself from people that I have spoken to that uh, Google have invested a lot of money into to Flutter. They've actually spent a lot, whereas you know, even though Kotlin's not a, a Google technology, they didn't really put any money into it or any any sort of of their own investments, which, which at the time, you know, told a story about you know uh, Kotlin as such. Whereas Flutter, from everyone that has used it, seems to much like yourself say it's well supported and and up to date, which is a good thing. And and if I was if I was managing or making a decision as an organisation. Um, introducing or, or taking Flutter on board, would, would that require much changes to the current code base? Could I add a, a, a feature to my code base as it is um, with Flutter, or do I need to make changes, or is there a lot of time and money need to be invested in that adoption of Flutter? Uh, you can add um, a Flutter uh, widget, which means a Flutter screen or part of the of a screen made in Flutter into your existing application, whether it is iOS or, or Android. And this is something that is officially supported uh, by Flutter, and there are uh, official tutorials uh, around it. Um, uh, how easy it is, in my opinion, is easy. But of course, it depends on your team and on the skill set of, of your team. Uh, but provided that you have, uh, let's say, mid uh, mobile engineer, who shouldn't take you uh, so long to add uh, some Flutter widgets inside your to sprinkle your applications with some Flutter widgets. Yeah. So, so, so I, I've worked with some really sort of interesting companies, and, and going back to React Native, for instance, the the, the the drawback has always been it's never been one. One, one engineer building for, for three platforms, right? There's always an issue if your product is complex, if you have um, to use complex APIs or, or for instance, geolocation or something like that, then uh, the more in-depth and complex the product is, the, the more need there is for native. Is Flutter something that maybe can, can work this way and not need a native sort of engineer or do you think there'll always be a, a need for someone that has native skills? Uh, 
nowadays it's too early to say that you don't need any uh, platform specific skill sets. Uh, as long as you as you, long as you want to build for iOS and for Android, you will need at some point someone who knows something around this operating system. It's like saying that you want uh, to build for Windows, then of course you need at some point you will need someone who knows something around Windows, even uh, on uh, on web. No, uh, yeah. if you build for uh, for Internet Explorer or Edge, uh, you will need someone who knows something around these browsers. Uh, that said, my take is that uh, uh, with React Native, you will need uh, platform-specific expertise way earlier, way sooner than with Flutter. Again, because uh, React Native relies a lot of what the operating system gives you and doesn't bypass that much, while Flutter bypass a lot of what the operating system gives you. So that means that you will need slightly less uh, platform-specific expertise. However, you will still need platform-specific expertise. Sure, I can understand that. And obviously, with the, the, the engineers in the market, the, you know, there's abundance of that. So uh, the uses for Flutter, right? So I, I've heard that it, it's a brilliant, brilliant tool for startups, right? If you need to, to build an MVP, um, it, it's great to get something out fast. And I know firsthand you, you've done a few proof of concepts for for organizations that you've worked with as well. So, um, you know, is that the, the, the limitation to it? Is it just startups it's useful for, or can you use it in larger organizations? Well, uh, no, I don't think so. Maybe it was at the, at the early stages, uh, it, was, it was like that. But uh, nowadays, if you go to the uh, Flutter showcase, uh, you will see official uh, showcases done by big companies, uh, small and, and big companies. Uh, for example, I, I just opened it now just to, you know, to, to refresh the, my, uh, my, my knowledge a little bit on the fly. I can see like Groupon, Alibaba, eBay, Tencent, uh, Capital One. But let's say on, only Tencent and Alibaba are are big companies in China, not very big companies. No? Yeah. Um, so it's not uh, it's not only for startups. Uh, it's also for big companies. Uh, bear in mind that my theory is that when my personal opinion is that big, in big companies you can find uh, pockets where uh, you feel like you are in a startup. No? So you can do something that is is cutting edge and uh, using new technologies. So. But if your question is, if Flutter is mature enough now to be used in in big companies and in uh, how can I say it, in uh, in stable reality, I would say definitely yes. So, well, you know, back that up. I actually know um, a large company out in Germany, Media Mark Saturn, um, massive sort of electrical um, retailer, basically, and they they're using it commercially. So. That sort of backs exactly what you've you've set up there, which is great. And you've also given some examples of, you know, companies out there that a lot of us will know of that are using it, which is fantastic. And um, off topic a little bit, and and this this is me just trying to find out for myself, to be honest. Um, Google, um, in your in your opinion, are, are Google looking to replace Linux completely with a new operating system, Fuchsia? I, I've heard I've heard, and, and I could be wrong. But I've heard rumors that what they want is is futures an operating system that will go across several devices. You know, it, it'll run across everything, 
and and obviously Flutter will be the UI layer that will sit on top of Fuchsia. And I, I don't know the actual legality or the facts about this, and this is a discussion, please remember. Um, but I've heard that there, there are issues with Linux and Oracle, and there, there may be arguments in the world. So is there any take that you have on, on Linux and Fuchsia and what Google will think? Uh, the reality of this is that I don't know <laughs> because I don't work in Google and I don't work in the Fuchsia project. However, I do read all the story, all the rumors, and all these, uh, these news. But again, uh, I don't have any confirmation, of course. Um, what I do believe, and again, it's my personal opinion, is that uh, it makes sense for Google to have something that is 100% controlled by them. Uh, if anything, Apple proved that uh, having an end-to-end uh, platform that is 100% owned by, uh, by the company, by Apple, proved it uh, to be successful. No? Uh, yeah. I mean, for iOS, they own the operating system. They own the, the tooling, they own uh, the languages, either Objective-C or now Swift. So yeah. it makes sense for Google to go on the same path. Yeah. And uh, I see it like, uh, but again, this is really uh, too early days and, and I don't know how it will turn out. But if we want to draw a parallelism between the two, I can see it. Like uh, Fuchsia yeah. is owned by Google totally. They can yeah. open source it. It's not, mm -hmm. it's not that point, but they own it. And then they own Dart, which is underlying language of Flutter. And by the way, is the real reason why I like Flutter, another, one of the two reasons. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, they own Flutter. So they're, again, they're trying to own end-to-end -end everything. So. I have to say, from, from my perspective, the Apple um, engineers or iOS engineers are very loyal to to Apple, um, the platform. Whereas for, for with Flutter, for instance, there's a lot of Android engineers that are exploring it. And don't get me wrong, I know some iOS engineers that love Flutter, but it seems it's iOS who, who have issues with it or aren't fully convinced. Now, the, the big question for this podcast with, with you and why I wanted to get you on this is, guys are, are afraid to invest time in something, right? And And the big question is, is there monetary value in me spending time learning Flutter if I'm a an iOS engineer or uh, a very good and focused Android engineer that's using Kotlin and has previously used Java? So do you think there's monetary value in me investing time in this? Um, I will try to answer your question uh, this, uh, uh, in, in parts a little bit. Uh, First of all, if you are a nice engineer, uh, sorry. First of all, if you are an Android engineer, uh, your interest in Flutter is kind of given because you're an Android engineer, so you follow Google. Google has this Flutter thing, uh, and it's automatic that that you, you play with it. Okay. <laughs> For a nice engineer, of course, uh, if you're loyal to Apple and you see so far that your career is good as it is, then continue with that, and uh, you're you're very I think that you are uh, very fine in, in in your in Flutter altogether, to be honest. Mm -hmm. However, uh, as an engineer, uh, I suggest an iOS developer to give Flutter a try, really, just a try, just a tutorial, just an initial tutorial, just an initial hello world, and see how how it feels. This is my suggestion. From a market point of view, as of today, 
there is not much demand compared to other uh, to other platforms if, uh, right now. Mm-hmm. However, I can totally foresee that in the upcoming years, like even in six months' time, there will be a lot of demands out of it. So yeah. it really depends uh, what kind of engineer you want mm-hmm. uh, you want to be. So if you want to be 100% loyal to, to Apple and what, what they have, please continue with that. It's fine. But if you want to explore all the paths and all the ways of, uh, of uh, expanding your skill set, then I would suggest this iOS engineer to look at Flutter first compared to other technologies. I'll wade in there if I can. Um, I was around when the, let's, for instance, the London market or UK market where I was focused, and we'll talk about the iOS platform first, everything was Objective-C, right? So everyone was fully invested in that. And I remember the first few requirements coming through to me from clients saying, have they got any Swift experience? And there's there's a really difficult patch between we need commercial Swift experience this guy's only played well this this engineer's only had this this experience at home and private projects. So there's a different mix up and, and I've had this with Kotlin coming out. Kotlin uh, is different. Yeah, so it's sorry to interrupt, but but this uh, this uh, this uh, comparison in my view are different comparisons. It's almost like uh, Apple with oranges in the sense that Objective C and Swift is because Apple said so. Apple said from now on, moving forward everything will be swift. It will take years, maybe. It will take one year, two years, but that is the future. So as an IS engineer, you know that you have to learn swift because this is the future, and Apple dictate that. Yeah. While with Flutter, of course, is 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 kind of a different, uh, uh, different approach. This is not owned by Apple, no? So mm-hmm. you are less secure. So that's why I'm saying that uh, uh, if you want to continue with the Apple path, please do that. I totally understand. Yeah. Only if you want to expand your horizons somehow or your markets or explore other other technologies, then look at Flutter. Mm-hmm. And about Kotlin, and this is the real uh, interesting comparison for me, at least, is that, again, this is my personal opinion, Google never, how can I say it, it's never been really... Uh, Kotlin and ja- yes, in the sense that uh, Kotlin and Java, no, still leaves handy, uh, still have the same uh, importance in the Android ecosystem for Google. Now a little bit more Kotlin, true, but still Google never said, "Don't study Java anymore. Go with Kotlin." As far yeah. as I know, they never said so. Apple made it very clear, guys. You want to continue with Jack C, fine, but I will deprecate it <laughs> in in a few years. Yeah. So um, there are companies still using Objective C, right? There, there, there are people that have legacy code in Objective C. There but, are but companies if, because of but, frameworks that they have to use. And I'm not mentioning any names, yeah. Yeah, but but the feel but the feeling is different in the sense that if a company nowadays is still using Objective C, I, I strongly believe that they have their own reason for that. But you can only see that it's some sort of legacy stuff. Yeah. It's strong legacy stuff. While for Android, if some companies using Java, you still have this feeling that is a little bit old, but not 
as old as Objective C, you know. Yeah. So that, that's that's why uh, the, the 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 comparison is uh, for me is is uh, is is not uh, is not so correct. It's okay. not so yeah. Well, uh, to to wade in on on the the value of perhaps learning Flutter or investing time in investigating it. I would say from my experience, if you're a permanent engineer and you like working as a permanent engineer and you're quite comfortable in what you're doing in your native developments and you like what you're doing, then I don't think there's a massive hurry or a massive value add for you to invest loads of time in this new tooling from Google. Um, what I would say is if you're a contractor, and, and I see this from React Native, React Native engineers that have experience working with React Native fetch good, good day rates, right? And it's, it's, if you compare it against an iOS, you know, Swift or a, a Kotlin or a Java sort of developer, React Native is very hard to find, and I know that firsthand, right? A lot of times they go for JavaScript engineers that can lend their hand to React. So if you're a contractor or a freelance worker, I would definitely advise perhaps spending a, an afternoon or a weekend learning it. And I could be completely wrong, but from the person that helps clients find engineers, I'm seeing that there's a need for React Native people in businesses and they're willing to pay well for those. And I think if you're a contractor and want to add value or another feather to your hat, um, Flutter is definitely something to have a look at see how good you can be with it. And, and I know people firsthand, very good engineers that sing its praises. Um, and, and that's why I want to have this conversation on this, this podcast. And, and honestly, Long, thank you so much for spending time talking to me about it. I know uh, it's opinion-based. You know, the facts are, are, are sort of there for everyone to see, but a lot of this discussion is about you and I and what we think and our experiences. So thank you so much. And uh, just before we sort of end this one, if I want to learn Flutter, where would you suggest I go? <laughs> well, the official website, really. From there, you will find all the resources that you need. Yeah. Go from there. Some, and... I have got some really good links, and I'll share this along with this podcast for everyone who wants, but really good communities. And, and this is something I was going to say. Since um, a year ago, at least, the, the Flutter communities have been growing massively. Um, uh, this this month, actually, on the 25th of, of June, you're seeing the, the Global Flutter Day, and that's everyone jumping on uh, remotely and, and talking and, and working and, and sort of playing with Flutter and trying to learn more. So it, it's definitely got traction. It's an exciting time for, for the technology itself. And as a recruiter, I myself and my team, we're going to be watching who's learning Flutter, who knows Flutter, because I see it as a business opportunity. Um, but at the same time, as an engineer, it's, it's, it's fun to, to work with new things, right? Find quicker tools. Um, but I hope this has been useful. And, and once again, Long, thank you so much for your time. And, you know, with your current projects, I wish you the, the very best. Um, I'm sure you and I will talk in, in, in the coming days and months as well as we always do. Um, <laughs> but, no, thanks very much for, for listening to the, the MAD podcast. Um, and as I said, the MAD stands for Mobile Application Development. If there's anything you want to hear about, let us know and we'll get a conversation going. But thanks very much. Thank you for having me.